where was I going with this? Oh, I kind of wanted to run by a conversation I was having with my husband with you guys. As you guys may or may not, may not know, my husband was a registered Republican as of 2016. And um, he is no longer a registered Republican for obvious reasons. And that was not really due to me um, or our relationship. I mean, we were together back in 2016 too when he voted for Trump. And I, you know, he told me he wasn't going to vote for him, but uh, actually he told me he was going to vote third party because he didn't take Trump seriously. Um, that being said, um, it took him a year before he admitted that, yes, he did vote for him. And it was a year of me going, like, I know you voted for this motherfucker. <laughs> like, stop acting like you don't, you didn't, because I know you did. And he was like, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't. The fact that a person is ashamed to, you know, even announce their support for a candidate that they chose um, is very, very telling. And maybe some of you are thinking, well, you know, who a person chooses to vote for um, is their personal choice. So yeah, I hear that. Um, but if that's my husband, um, <laughs> I think things kind of dither, especially since I am a woman of color and, um, and he's white. So I think in an interracial relationship, yeah, I do need to know who the fuck he voted for, <laughs> especially after all of this. And so, no, he's gotten the lecture over the last four years. And then I kind of eased off because honestly, he really didn't need the lectures. Um, it was just more pay attention and look at what you've chosen. So now he's independent and, um, still more or less deciding who to vote for because this is somebody who was raised you know with a very republican father and i think walking away from the party is sort of like walking away from an identity for him um and i get it and like i said i haven't really applied too much pressure to him at least not directly but i do make little sassy comments here and there um and i'm always <laughs> I'm always like the first person to show him something that the senator said, like Lindsey Graham yesterday, talking about the good old days of segregation or a Trump supporter today coughing in the faces of Black Lives Matter protesters saying Black Lives don't matter, followed by all lives matter, like Black lives aren't included. <laughs> like that whole mentality is hilarious to me. Um, but, you know, at this point, this is we know we know what the game is. We know what the deal is. This is you know what this man single handedly single handedly might be a strong word. I mean he has been in, encouraged, certainly not discouraged by his party. But this is what this man has sort of brought out. Like he he brings out, you know they always say you know one person can't make a difference, and I don't necessarily think that that's true. One person can make a di difference, and sometimes to the detriment of the rest of us. Like a person, particularly in an international like a limelight, so to speak, um, can make an impact in, in the rest of our, in our, in the rest of us's lives, right? In our lives. Um, I know too many people who have had many arguments with family members, whether spouses or grandparents or parents or siblings, you know, over just because of this guy. And I keep kind of running back to the mindset of, you know, this didn't happen when Obama was president. This didn't happen when Bush was president. I don't really, I mean, I don't think this really happened when Clinton was president. Um, and I don't remember Bush the first, but the fact that we're so polarized and it's just getting worse and worse and worse. There's a part of me that just keeps going like, when are the adults going to step in charge and, you know, take care of things? Um, but, you know, it is what it is at this point. You know, what's going to happen is going to happen. We'll find out the third. Um, I'm hoping that... This is the same country that, you know, elected Barack Obama. And I still think it is. And I think that um, 
I want to believe that more and more people, particularly young people, are going to come out in mass and protest vote against Donald Trump of all parties. I think of all parties, because I think even as a Republican, you've got to be looking at this guy and say that this guy does not represent what I feel like I stand for, because it's kind of hard at this time in this day to say I'm a Republican proudly. I mean, what is there to show for it? Unless you're actively saying, yes, I'm a Republican, but I'm not going to stand for this kind of behavior because there's nobody that that he doesn't denigrate by association with him. Nobody. This does not benefit anybody. He, he looks out only for himself. So I think at this point in time, if you're supporting him just because of the party that he represents, you're going to have to pause and take a step back and go, you know what, like he's not even adequately representing my party and I'm not going to choose somebody to represent my party who is not an appropriate representation of my party. It's not a good look. Um, I said all that to say this. So the conversation I was having with my husband, I said, you know, there's a part of me that wants, oh, let me say, let me start by saying preface clearly a joke, okay? Um, but I said to my husband, very jokingly, I said, you know, there's a part of me that wants that does want Trump to win. And he was like, well, why? And I was like, because he has been terrible for the white people's brand, for the brand of white people. Um, he makes white people look horrible. <laughs> and he was like, what does that mean? I said, branding, honey. Like, you gotta, we live in a capitalistic society. You kind of have to understand the media perpetuates the white brand, right? The way they, for example, let's say I committed a crime, right? I'm a person of color. Um, if they put my picture up, they're not going to put up like a picture of me, like with my hair looking nice, my skin looking great. Right. And even if it's a petty crime, they're going to be like this thug, <laughs> this African-American criminal stole $25 from, you know, I don't know, Walmart or something like that. Right. But then let somebody like be literally like a genocidal man- maniac could come out and just kill loads of people and they're not going to put up their 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 mug right their mug shot they're going to pull up the sweet picture that they took with their grandma that's branding that is absolutely branding like that's media branding and that's how the white race has been packaged and pre you know and sold it's a bill of goods that have been sold to the rest of the world so that when we think of white people and we think of white americans we think of god right so most people now if you say pull up an image of god god the creator (laughs) where they're saying the first human beings on this planet were dark-skinned. But somehow, God the Creator, who supposedly created people in his image, if you believe in the Quran and the the Bible and and the Torah, right? God supposedly created man in his image but yet he is a caucasian man (laughs) a european anglo-saxon man um with long white wavy inches right and um but that's branding and i i think you know my husband and i will have these conversations and he says you know because he's like oh i can't really get behind biden blah 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 blah." and i'm like yeah I, i get it i get it no i understand you know that you think that but you know this isn't about it's not about politics at this point. We have children that are watching. It's about sending an example and showing that there are consequences to people being a dick. Um, but what I said to him was, um, yeah, he's been terrible for the white brand <laughs> and just internationally, especially the white American brands. Like, like, like this. He just looks. Just he just makes you guys as as a as a as a race just look deplorable. Um, <laughs> And for a person of color who has watched this sort of thing be done, you know, unfairly, like what he's doing to the white race is fairly, it's, I mean, it's deserved, like, and there are people of, 
not of color, I guess, that keep supporting him, that keep showing up to his rallies without masks, coughing on people, um, all of that in the midst of a pandemic. Um, so he's doing that, you know, it's, you can't make this stuff up as opposed to what the media does when they report on people of color and they twist and distort and program and, you know, really fuel um, a lot of the negative stereotypes that have been associated with people of color. Like they're behind that. Um, but he says, he'll watch TV and he'll say, you know, I just can't believe that this is the best that we can come up with as a country. And my response to that is, uh, this isn't the best that we can come up with as a country. This is the best that white people seem to be able to come up. And this makes you guys come up with rather. And this makes you guys look bad as a race. Just saying, just saying, because when I look up and I, and it's a choice between, I see Biden, I see Trump, I see, um, uh, Pence, and then I see Kamala Harris. What people of color in this country have put up is a former uh, attorney general and um, a senator, a current current senator with uh, great skin, great teeth, <laughs> you know, and a beautiful smile. And she's just a good, strong, articulate, um, intelligent young young lady. Um, that's what we as women, and that's what we as women of color have put up. <laughs> it, uh, that That is, you know, one of the best that we could come up with. And before that, uh, we also gave you guys Obama, right? <laughs> right, Obama brought to you by the best of black people in this country can come up with. If you look to see the public figures out there right now that are people of color, we are putting out our best, right? We're, we're giving out you know, we've got the Oprahs, we've got the Denzel Washingtons, we've got the, you know, like, who else is it? Like, uh, King James, right? LeBron James, you know, like, we, we are putting out our best. And when um, one of our own start acting up, Kanye, we are very swift to attack and bring him down and take him out of the limelight and, you know, say, no, we're not putting up with this. So we, in, in, a, in as, a, as a race... Um, and, you know, white women, you can jump in this bad bandwagon as well. We as a gender, uh, females, have put up our best, <laughs> right? So if you're looking and it's a choice between Biden and Pence and uh, Trump and you're, and you're saying, or oh, I can't believe this is the best that we can come up with, then that's your problem. That has nothing to do with the rest of uh, the species, which is uh, women and people of color, because we've done our part, Right. We've done our part. And his argument against Biden is that Biden, you know, is clearly, there's something wrong with him. He's, you know, might have dementia, things of that nature. And we've heard all of that. Um, And to me, I'm like, okay, compared to the batshit crazy. (laughs) And to my regular listeners who have walked with me through, you know, trying not to criticize and you know, at the end of the day, it's still, I'm not perfect. I'm still going to do these episodes every once in a while. I can't all be, you know, <sighs> Buddhism and, and uh, Taoism and sunshine. I'm still human. And I allow myself to be that way. I'm not going to paint myself into any label or any boxes. This is what's heavy in my heart right now. And thank you for listening. Um, but back to what I'm saying. Women have put up our best, um, even with Hillary. Uh, I have my issues with Hillary. It is what it is. Um, but she was still compared to the males, to the men that we keep sh- that they keep showing us. Uh, the 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 senator I can't remember her name right now. Amy something. She's running against Lindsey Graham. Like that's a that's a white woman. But we're putting out our best, right? Compared to a person like Lindsey Graham. Compared to a person like Mitch. You know, she's that black guy that's running. I I I feel bad because I wish I should. 
I wish I would have taken the time to research these guys' names, um, these people's names that are kind of popping up, but clearly um, this was not a well-researched topic. But you guys know who it's Just Google who is running against Mitch McConnell and Google who is running against um, Lindsey Graham. And if you're in any of the states, I, I obviously implore you to uh, vote against these uh, deplorable um, Republicans that are you know, running for another term. Like, how many terms can these people... The reason why I know these people's names is because they've been around forever, like forever. Their terms should be limited, but that's another conversation. But we're putting out our best consistently. Republicans seem to be putting out whatever shitty white guy they, they see who's willing to run, okay? So um, I'm not even going to paint in that broad of a stroke to say, you know, it's making the white male uh the making the white brand look bad it's making the white male look look white male brand look awful it's just awful i mean it's just tarnished and just if if this was a ceo of a company behaving this way you wouldn't just be like oh well you know um i'm just gonna keep supporting him because well he represents nike no like fire his ass like this is terrible for a brand like Every time Elon Musk does or says something crazy, you see Tesla kind of go down. And people keep, they keep Elon Musk on the board because, he, you know, it is his company. And he does provide, like, there's a level of genius, allegedly, that they seem to think that he brings with the company. I argue that people are afraid that if they pull him off the board, um, considering the fact that he basically made the company, it might cause, you know, stock prices to you know, tank. Um, but, you know, he's not going to sit on that board forever because he he is a bit erratic and it's a one-man team. And at a certain point, Tesla is going to have to move to the point where they let, let you know, investors know that this isn't a one-man show. If anything were to happen with Tesla, the way something happened, let's say, with Steve Jobs, like the company will still keep going, so to speak. But anyway, I digress. Um... Yeah, just uh, Trump is horrible for the white brand, just just on GP. Um, I've, I've talked to friends in Australia that have sent me emails, you know, direct messages, um, and just saying, like, what, I, do you, what are you guys doing over here? You guys are forgetting that the rest, we're watching you, we're looking up to you. You guys are like our big brother. And my response to that is, I'm not, this, this has, I'm not doing this. <laughs> Stop messaging me. You need to find your white friends that you know are leaning Republican and go and talk to them. Because independents, in my opinion, are going to vote for Biden. I am a registered independent. I am never registered as a Democrat. I just, for me, I don't think labeling yourself or putting yourself in, you know, in any category um, helps anybody. It certainly doesn't help yourself because then you end up being sucked in this party and then you're just voting across party lines like some republicans are doing now for this election regardless of who is there and for me i don't want i would never like force myself into any category i'd rather watch to see what the candidates are what they stand for and vote accordingly um and at this point in time you guys know i mean I can't go and delete episodes. I mean, I can, but I'm not going to. Um, where I was like Andrew Yang, and then I was like Elizabeth Warren, and then I was like, fuck literally anybody but Biden. <laughs> I mean, look, a lot of people were. I mean, the Bernie Sanders, you know, fans and all of that. Like, we, we're all we're all under we're all feeling some type of way about Biden 
having the ticket. But that being said, we're all also willing, able to put all of that aside. And it's not about party. It's not about politics. It's a protest vote basically saying like this behavior is not okay. This behavior is not okay. Um, yeah. So reclaim your brand, white males. Recla- <laughs> reclaim your, your brand, white people. Because women, just in general, we've been doing what, you know, we're doing the best that we can. And we're putting out our best for the most part. Um, <laughs> at least black women are. Anyway, um, we are. I mean, we're, we're working really hard and we're doing the most. Um, and the counterparts that I'm seeing is just despicable. Um, except for, oh man, what's the mayor? Pete Buttigieg. I've been really impressed with him. Um, and I've said this before on my, on, um, way, 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 I think like last year during the, the first sort of debates earlier this year. Um, like the fact that we all knew that he wasn't going to basically win the nomination because he was a gay male and they were afraid that perhaps America wasn't quite ready for a gay male president is just absolute bullshit. Um, because that was a really, I mean, like over, I mean, overqualified for the job. I mean, compared to anybody. And if it it was his, you know, sexuality that was sort of a handicap to him or was perceived to be a handicap to him, you know, becoming a presidential nominee is ridiculous because the guy is just, he's pretty awesome. Um, and I said the same about Andrew Yang, like how epic would it have been to watch Andrew Yang fucking debate Donald Trump. (laughs) Chinese American Andrew Yang. Like that would have been epic. But for whatever reasons, the powers that be decided that it had to be Biden. And so here we are. But I am, I think I've said this before. I say it again. It's not for me. It's not even a vote for Biden. For me, it's a vote for Kamala. Um, Is it Kamala or Kamala? Kamala, 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 sorry. It's a vote for Kamala. Um, and it's a vote, vote for women for me. Um, he just happens to be the head, you know, of the ticket. Um, and, you know, it is what it is. But more importantly, it's a protest vote against Trump to just say to my child, this behavior is not okay and I cannot support that. You know, regardless of what he does for our taxes, what the other guy does for our taxes, you know, all these other kind of that's just noise. At the end of the day, it's a civil rights issue. You know, it's a morality issue. It's a value issue. And it's a pledge to say we're better than this as a whole, not even as Americans, but as human beings. Um, so that's where I stand on that. Um, but my husband and I got into a conversation. <laughs> um, like I said, he, he's, you know, he's independent now, but I still like to kind of like come at him because it, it's still hard for him to let go of his you know, his ideologies. And that's understandable. We're all like that, you know, and I struggle with that too, um, which is why I place myself in the middle and I consider myself moderate and I try to remain, you know, independent and consider, you know, candidates um, and as, at an election by election basis. Um, this election, it's a no brainer, like, come on. Um, but what he said to me was, uh, well, you know, the the Democrats like to act like they're better than the Republicans. But at the end of the day, they are all politicians. They're all the same. Um, and I said, um, no, they're not all the same. <laughs> like one of them, like what? There's a group of them that's literally openly advocating um, segregation 
and um racism and um you know trying to roll back Roe versus Wade and you know that 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 it you can't they're literally a regressive party and and on the opposite end there you know there's progressive party and somehow the word progressive progress has become a bad word to republicans but progress is a good thing um and then he's like oh yeah i know i hear what you're saying but they're all like just they're all the same shitty people with just you know just in different variations and my response to that is we're all the same shitty people <laughs> just in different variations like i'm a shitty person right so are you like so is literally everyone just in different variations but at the end of the day a lot of us work on being better versions of ourselves being less shitty versions of ourselves and part of that is not openly advocating the support of a person who is perfectly content in harming others I mean, just perfectly content. I mean, and not just people who oppose him. Like he's harming his supporters as well by telling them that, he, like, he basically wants them to ignore the fact that he was hospitalized for almost a week, ignore the fact that he was flown to the helicopter, flown to the hospital with a helicopter, which none of us have, right? It was like a fifteen-minute helicopter ride, completely unnecessary, but whatever. Um, he wants his followers to ignore the fact that he had a fleet of doctors 24 hours at his beck and call. He wants his followers to ignore the fact that he had access to experimental drugs, guys. He wants them to ignore all of that. He wants to pop up and say after, you know, six days of intensive medical care, oh, I'm healed. There is a cure. This virus is nothing to worry about. Don't let it dominate your life knowing damn well that the rest of our lives are in no way comparable to his. That's a shitty human being, like, on another level of shitty than the rest of us are. You know, saying, well, this person is shitty, you know, so, I don't know, I'm torn. Yeah, but don't vote for the literally the shittier person. That's like, literally, you have two people covered and shit right but one person has like maybe like shit and you have to hug one of them right one of them has maybe shit on like their left shoulder blade or their left arm or whatever right and then this other person is literally dripping with shit and saying well they're both shitty yeah they're both shitty but if you had to choose who you want to spend the rest for the next four years with i would implore you to make a logical conclusion and decision and not choose the one who is literally a festering pile of shit it's not rocket science, guys. Um, moving the fuck on. Um, Bertrand Russell. So, as a lot of you might know, I have been on my Osho kick. And um, it's been great. I did take a little pause because in one of his uh, the books that I started listening to, I think two days ago. And once again, I did not write this down. Should have written it down before I start recording, but it's okay, I'll find it. Here we go, I'm just stalling for time. Uh, <laughs> I think it was towards the end of the, yeah, it was towards the end of uh, 
the Dhammapada Volume 3, which I finished yesterday. Then, immediately after that, I started Why I Am Not a Christian by Bertrand Russell. That book was specifically mentioned in Osho's The Dhammapada Volume 3. And as I listened to it, I realized that that book has had a strong influence on Osho. I'm not going to go too much into it, um, only because I'm, first of all, I'm only like a quarter of the way through it. Um, and two, like, I'm going to listen to it I, more than like once for sure and really absorb the information and then tell you guys about it in about a week or so once I've had a chance to like marinate you know, let the information marinate my brain and like really thoroughly digest it. Um, but a quarter of the way through, I'm already loving every, every minute of it. Um, there's some really good, like mind opening gems, like where he says, you know, religion, he doesn't say Christianity, um, specifically, even though the book is titled as such, but he said religion has been an opponent to progress than any other organization has, according to man. And I I looped that 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 quote like probably four or five times until that shit synced in. He talked about the fact that think about it, every time that humanity has tried to take a step forward, where it's women's rights, um, abolition of slavery, freedom of religion, <laughs> um, just you know even. Um, children's right, right? Workers' rights, things that there's always, there has always been a Christian organization that came out against it. He gave a longer list. Those, the biggest ones for me was uh, the slavery um, and, and women's rights for obvious reasons. And, but it's absolutely true. The, some of the biggest proponents of slavery were Christians and they used the Bible to support the enslavement of human beings and to keep people enslaved, right? And then think about women's, you know, women's rights movements and women's suffrage movement. And even now, literally right now in 2020, as we're edging in towards the end of 2020, we have a uh, a Supreme Court judge that's about to get nominated that's people are afraid are going to roll back the rights of women's, you know, reproductive rights and roll back the rights, this is a big one, right, of um homosexual people, right? Their ability to marry each other and things of that nature. People are genuinely afraid and concerned about this. And why? Because of her religion. And it's funny because the the Republicans lead with, well, we aren't, you know, the Democrats are attacking her because of her religion, which if you actually watched it, nobody attacked her for her religion. But the her religion was kind of the gigantic elephant in the room. And she, you know is a Catholic with seven children. So she clearly doesn't, you know, she, she she believes a particular thing. The the problem is, is she going to be able to put aside her beliefs and judge people, judge people? Um, I think about my the previous episode to this one, but will she be able to put aside her religion and judge people, you know, fairly, more or less, and not go back and to to things that are suitable to that suit her needs and i think under normal circumstances if the supreme court was balanced this wouldn't be you know so disturbing or alarming um but considering that at this point now donald trump has put three he's gonna have three judges on the supreme court 
and they're all conservative, you know, not to mention there are existing conservative judges on the Supreme Court, we start to wonder about the balance of power here. And I really don't want to regress back to, you know, like the 1960s after all of the things that people have fought for. Um, but that's, that's where that is. But he is absolutely right. The enemy of progress amongst humanity in all of history, all of civilization has been religion. And he brings up the Spanish Inquisition and he brings up the Salem witch trials. Like talk about the, talk about women's rights. The fact that there are still, and I'm not even going to preface it. The fact that there are still, the fact that there are still women Christians is as appalling to me as the fact that there are still What am I looking? What am I trying to say here? Um, gay or black or Latino people that support Trump, I guess. <laughs> um, only because it's like, what does beyond just, okay, well, it's a moral stance, right? And it makes me feel protected by um, a an imaginary being in the sky. Christianity has been so oppressive for women. And I, I really want to talk about the Salem witch trials and all the other witch trials that occurred where women were literally accused of witchcraft and then a quote from the bible that people still hold on to to this day and the dogma of it thou shalt suffer no witch to live and were killed and tortured in the most violent and vile and despicable way not even just in the past because now there's a temptation of people to defend that well it was in the past okay fine but um that shit happens today. If we can point our fingers at the mistreat our finger at the mistreatment of you know Muslim women, right? Like you forget that that sort of treatment also happens in non-first world countries that are predominantly Christian. It's not just Muslims that are doing this, right? And the problem isn't Islam. The problem isn't even Christianity. The problem is just religion in itself. Um if you are interested in like a tritsies or however you say that word, <laughs> um, I would recommend that. Why I'm, I am not a Christian. There's some things that he says that I you know, don't necessarily agree with only because, you know, um, he talks about the nature of reality and he says he seems to believe that all this just kind of happened. Um, I believe that none of this all happened, that it has always kind of been whether it's the the microcosm of our reality right now, which is our simulation, um, or the people who created the simulation. Um, so maybe maybe the simulation is fairly new in the con you know, in the context of all of time. But the people who created the simulation and our souls subsequently have always existed. So the idea of even creation, um as opposed as meaning the beginning of absolutely everything is wrong, which he does say. Um, but there's some other things that he does say. I can't really think of right now off the top of my head um, that I don't necessarily agree with. But that doesn't mean that um, the rest of what he says is not like well put. Um, same thing with my podcast. Right? There's a lot of stuff that I've said in the past that I don't even agree with <laughs> now. You know what I mean? Like, And I'm the one who said it. And I'm sure that every time you guys listen... Um, 
thank you guys for listening always. Um, but there's some stuff that I say that you don't always agree with, but you're not going to agree 100% with every single thing a person says. There's still good nuggets of wisdom in there that you can take and kind of sift through the rest and, you know, take what works for you. And I would recommend the same um, in this case with the Why I Am Not a Christian by Bertrand Russell. Um, for me personally... Um, ever since I let go and it, it's been a long struggle I've cataloged it and talked about it on this podcast in past episodes um, but for me I, I will say that I have been liberated by the mindset of, of religion and I would consider myself more uh, I know this is cliche but I will consider myself more spiritual um, than religion I don't fall under any category and I don't allow myself to label myself I mean for some people just in the in the spirit of conversation, I might say, okay, well, you know, I do believe in some ideas of, you know, Hinduism, some ideas of Buddhism, some ideas of Gnosticism, but you can't put a label on me. I'm pulling from all these different things in order to make sense of this world. There's a story that in this book, why I'm not a Christian, that the way he tells it, it's funny, but it does make you think where he says, you know, uh, Christ cursed a fruit. So he, a fruit tree, a fig tree, he comes across a a fig tree and um, the fig tree bore no fruit, but the fig tree had no fruit because it wasn't in season. And it even says in the Bible that the tree was not in season, and yet Christ cursed the fruit tree to never bear fruit again. And Merchant Russell, understandably, said that that was a bit weird. <laughs> How can you come across a tree that's not in season, and then you're mad that it's not in season, and you curse it to like never bear fruit again? Like, I'm sure that that was an analogy for something that... Um, I don't know, translators must have missed, um, but that was funny. And then he also, this was in context of saying that, you know, people say, well, even if Christ, you know, even if Christianity isn't real or isn't true or whatever, Christ is a model of a person for you to emulate. And so he's saying that that's not necessarily true. There have been people throughout history that were better than Christ as far as like just their behavior was concerned. And so the fig tree was one example. Another example was when Christ cast demons out of uh, a group of people and, or was it? No, it wasn't a group of people. He cast out demons. And then instead of be because he's, you know, omnipotent, omnipotent, um, he could have like sent them back to hell, but instead he cast the demons into like a herd of pigs and then made the pigs fall off a cliff and Bertrand Russell saying like that's kind of fucked up and unfortunate for the pigs who were merely minding their own business and I would argue the farmer who owned the figs <laughs> right <laughs> now have just been thrown off a cliff um so you know anecdotal um but very interesting and also funny uh so far uh, I would uh I'd recommend it. Um, a couple other things that I've listened to so far in that same book that I kind of thought of like, wow, that is that is uh, eye-opening. Um, I did the fig tree. The, the Well, he did say like, you know, if you compare other people throughout history, like Socrates to Christ, um, when people did not agree with what Socrates said, there is, you know, documented kind of proof of the 
way he responded. It was more like, well, you don't really have to agree with me, but let's debate about it. Um, whereas, and, and Bertrand Russell argues, Bertrand Russell argues that that's a better, um, what's the word? I'm looking for that's a better model for how humans should be when when a person doesn't you know agree with you he said on the opposite end when um people didn't agree with Christ he repeatedly threatened them with eternal fire and damnation and then he just repeats how many times the bible keeps mentioning that God will burn you forever if you don't agree with what he's saying and I understandably so like that's why why torture or kill a person because they don't agree with you? I mean, I understand that feeling of like being angry when you're trying to tell somebody something, you know, um, and they don't listen. But would I, if I was given the power to damn the person to hell for all eternity for not agreeing with something, I don't know if I would be comfortable doing that, <laughs> even if I had the power to do that. Is that to say that I'm better than Christ? Well, if you're if you're worshiping a person, and that was their example of how they treated people who just disagreed with their perspective. And given that they allegedly had free will, they're bound to do this. Then they're bound to disagree rather Then yes, that would make me a better person than the biblical Christ, which kind of contradicts the whole God is good kind of thing. And he also goes along to say that, you know, when you say God is good, right? And then you follow up with, but he's going to torture you for all eternity. It kind of blows your argument out of the water because once again, there is no crime that a person can commit, right? Even if, and this is something Osho said, he said, even if I sinned, you know, you spend a third of your life asleep, you know, then you spend a certain amount of time, you know, shitting, using the bathroom, having sex, drinking, drinking and eating. So even if, if you broke down your time and you were just an evil person consistently, it would still amount to about, let's say, four hours of your, or four years of your life just being bad. If you spread it all out in the amount of time you spent, um, quote, being bad. Um, is it fair to punish somebody for four years of bad behavior for all of eternity? That seems kind of unfair, right? Um, so how was God fair and just when you wouldn't punish somebody for something, you know, and you're just a mere for you wouldn't punish somebody for all eternity for anything, anything, unless you're just a diabolical person, <laughs> which then is to say, then what is God? Then if you would consider that kind of mindset diabolical, then what is God kind of thing? Another thing he said that kind of made me think was, um, if we if he, God created us in his image and God is good, then shouldn't every human being be good, right? Where did the evil come from? So then if the evil came from nowhere, then he didn't create everything. But then if he created evil or he's responsible for evil or the evil that we have within us is just a reflection of the evil that exists in God, then you can't say that God is all good. And that made me pause and think, because, you know, that is the question. Like, if God is supposed to be this loving, caring, powerful person, where does evil come from? Because we look around and we see things are not just. Where is the sense of justice? Why, why does this even exist, right? So if we can look around and say this world is not perfect, then clearly something that is imperfect can't be created by a perfect person. At the very, very least, God is you know, an imp is an imperfect entity. I have taken it, you know, 
to that logical conclusion and the conclusion is that yeah god is not some sky daddy in the in the you know in the clouds or whatever to me god is just uh <laughs> a ceo of a corporation that's behind the creation of the simulation that we are living in right now i don't know how many words i can end in un in shun simulation <laughs> right so if you ask people who is the god quote of apple people will say steve jobs right but if you study Steve Jobs' life, right, like even though he was good at, you know, overall what he did, he made mistakes, the products are not perfect because he was an imperfect entity, an imperfect being. So the same is to be said about us. So I think the problem isn't, is there a God or isn't there a God? Especially if you def define God as simply a creator, just like the God of Facebook is Mark Zuckerberg um arguably and then the god of uh apple is uh wozniak and jobs um arguably because there's also all the employees that kind of go under a corporation same with amazon you could say the god of amazon is jeff bezos but he also had a wife that was there with him um and you know working as an accountant and doing her thing too there, there are people along the way that made amazon what it is now just as i don't think that whatever created this simulation our simulated reality is just this one figurehead that's just like a magician just like boom boom yeah water sky earth <laughs> earth fire wind water right and then you know planet earth um that was a captain planet reference for those of you who didn't catch that anyway um so yeah that um all good stuff all good stuff right now i'm uh, actually looking forward to uh recording that episode um, whenever I finish on finish the the Bertrand Russell uh, Audible, and if you want to read along with me, please, please, please feel free. I encourage you to do so. Um, why not? You know, expand your mind, open your eyes. You know, look around and see if the points that he's making aren't valid or not. Like I said, look at what's happening right now. You know, you have gay people, right? You have women. Right, who are afraid that they will lose their rights. You have people of color that are being terrorized. All of the people that are behind these movements that are going around terrorizing gay people, terrorizing women, terrorizing people of color, more or less, are standing behind the conviction of their religion. They are standing behind the conviction of their religion. They are standing behind the conviction of their religion. Right. I don't see atheists walking around supporting Trump. Like, let's let let that sink in. And I'm not saying that atheism is like, you know, the thing to be. I'm just saying a lot of atheists are watching this stuff like, what the fuck? Right. Because a lot of people who are walking around with with this, the level of hatred that they have in their heart and have sort of transmuted that to support of Donald Trump um, is because of their, quote, values. And they see the Republican Party as a Christian party. And one thing that Kamala Harris, Kamala Harris did at the debate that was notable and should have probably been done a lot more and, and, and strongly was say to Pence, you know, I'm a Christian, and if elected, Joe Biden will be the second Catholic uh, president that the United States has ever had, first being John F. Kennedy. Um, to say that somehow because we are not Republican, we are not Christian, 
um, is an insult, is a slap in the face, right? Um, and I don't know if that's a message that has been strongly pushed. Um, and this is me taking the other, other argument to say, listen, you know, if you're, if, if you're, if you disagree with everything that I've said in this podcast, I, I don't know how you would have made it this far, but thank you for listening. I appreciate your tenacity and willingness to hear another person's perspective. That's awesome. Um, but if you disagree with what I'm saying, you know, then it's up to you to take a stance publicly and say, listen, not only does Donald Trump represent the Republican Party, but he also is claiming to represent Christianity. As a Christian, these are not our values, right? Although, on paper, it certainly does look that way, right? When you have people protesting and saying God hates fags and they're using biblical references to support their anger, their angry, you know, vitriolic um, responses and attacks on other people to say, you know, every life is sacred. So that means a woman should not have a freedom of choice because the Bible said that every life is sacred. Like it seems on paper that absolutely what we're seeing is an accurate reflection of a value system that stems from Christianity. As a person who was raised Christian, um, I grew up in a Christian church, non-denominational, and I dealt with some crazy shit from crazy ignorant people, mostly white people, actually 100% white people, from the pastor asking me how it feels to be wearing clothes. That's obviously a mindset that's reinforced, right? The savage native with my barbaric um, background, who's and he's here to save us, right? Whatever. That wasn't my choice. Christianity wasn't my choice. It was something that was imposed upon me by my parents. And as I became an adult, I walked away from it and looked at things, you know, with my own mind, which I've been encouraging you guys to do across the board, not just for religion or dogma, just your life as a whole and the decisions that you're making and the life that you live. You know, um, I, I mean, I, I went through a lot. Like I was, you know, one of my first boyfriends ever was, and I'll always remember this, my first boyfriend ever was a little, like a little white boy um, because we grew up in a predominantly white, you know, neighborhood. And so the church went to is predominantly, predominantly white. And we were friends, like we dated for two, three years, but he always kept it a secret from his parents. And then I think for my prom, I wanted to go to prom with my boyfriend and kind of best friend for like three years or whatever. Um, and then he was like, I can't tell my parents. I can't tell my parents. These are Christians from Texas. I didn't know better. I didn't grow up in this country in my mind. I thought Christians were supposed to be good people. Um, and he told his parents that, well, we've been dating for like three years, talking, whatever you want to call it. It wasn't even really dating. We just hung out you know, Fridays, Wednesdays, Sundays, our youth group. And then we would go out together, like, in our group. But that was, like, my boyfriend. Anyways, he told them that. They pulled him out of Sunday school, guys. They pulled him out of Sunday school. I was a senior. He was a junior. We were the same age. I had already gotten into uh, my university. Actually, I'd gotten several <laughs> several scholarship um, offers from different universities. Um, and I was prepared to stay back a year for him to finish high school and then we would go to college together because, you know, idealistic love. And when he told his parents, they pulled him out of Sunday school because simply because I was black, period. Okay. And they said, you don't know these people. They are going to ruin your life. She's going to ruin your life. Somebody who was going to, I was going to walk away from a full scholarship. And he, he was, they were telling him that I was going to ruin his life, ruin his life, guys. Um, <laughs> And that was my, my, my first wake up call. Like maybe this, you know, 
this organization isn't what it appears to be, right? right? They're reading from a different playbook than you're reading from. And then I think the other kind of final straw for me was before he had told his parents, and this is a kid who was like homeschooled, so I should have known better, but um, then what did I know? I was, you know, a kid. Um, super, my father was a pastor, so just super naive, super, you know, uh, yeah, you know, pastor's kid, that kind of upbringing. But I remember one time we got into an argument and he got angry with me and it was like, oh, a stupid thing. And he was like a second away from like calling me the N word. And I looked at him and I was like, what, really? This is, this is where you're going with that? Like, okay, say it, go ahead and say it. And he wouldn't say it, but he was like starting to say it. And I was like, you go ahead and say it. And I'm gonna knock you the fuck out. <laughs> like, that was how. I mean, I've always, I've always been like that. But I mean, this is who I am. But he, he obviously was a coward and didn't say it. But you know, those sort of things you go through your life where you look back in hindsight and you almost want to like go back in time and possess yourself so you can do things slightly different. But it is what it is. You know, you live, you learn, you learn your lesson, and you grow up. Um, and you, you get the lesson you're supposed to get, and you grow up. But that was my first experience with white Christians. Yeah very loving, very kind people. Um, yeah, you know, I'll leave you with this quote by Osho. He said, you know, are you really a, a Christian or a Buddhist or, uh, you know, a Hindu or, you know, a Catholic or a, a Jew or whatever it is? Are you any of those things because of something that you actively are choosing? Even an atheist, are you any of those things because of something you actually actively chose or is it because of something that was imposed on you because of just the, quote, luck that you had of the family that you were born into? You see, my my father was born um, into a Muslim family, and then he, quote, chose to be a Christian, right? And I respect his choice. Um, and I was raised, obviously, very Christian, and now I've, chosed to, I've chosen, rather chose, chosen to be a free thinker, independent, across the board, Above all things, independent thinker, um, whatever party, whatever religion, whatever, independent, right? Now, I can't have the conversations I'm having with you guys, with my parents. I can't even share my podcast with them because a lot of the things that I have said will probably make them think that I'm going straight to hell. Um, but to me, is, is that fair? Like, just because I was born into something doesn't mean that I have to die in that same thing, right? We all are free. That has been the kind of recurring theme in the last few weeks. And it's not intentional. Um, I just, every time I sit down to to record, that's something that just keeps kind of popping up into my mindset. And I kind of wonder if there is somebody that just needs to hear this information. And, you know, I, I'm kind of being used as a messenger or if it's me just basically reinforcing idea, you know, ideas that I've been formulating, like be your own self, form your own ideas. And that's absolutely okay. Do your research, find out what works for you. Which obviously you guys know I've been researching my ass off. Like you guys have been my 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 book exploits, right? My reading is well chronicled on this podcast, and and I don't even mention all the books that I read at any given you know in any given month or whatever. But I'm pulling from here. I'm pulling from here, and I'm I'm creating a system. Um, I don't want to say it's a belief system, but something to support things that I already sort of know, you know. Um, and I'm pulling from not just you know like religion. I've been on my Osho kick. So if you guys tuned in when I started on Osho, I've also, you know, 
gone on kicks where I talked about quantum physics and, and, you know, and pretty soon, maybe once I'm done with OSHA, I'm going to be moving on to this Bertrand Russell guy. I'm going to start maybe delving in more into his stuff and who knows what that's going to progress into. Um, but obviously going to be sharing all that with you guys. Grow with me, I guess, is ultimately what I'm trying to say. It's okay to grow, you know, it's okay to, to not be stagnant. It's okay to challenge ideologies that you have been, that you've grown into as opposed to things that you have chosen right right you you are supposed to be an individual with free will and all i'm saying all i'm trying to do is encourage you to exercise that right thanks for listening